Hello, everyone. Paul Green here with the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, episode one. So here I am adding yet another podcast out into the world because, as we all know, there is not nearly enough of them. So why am I doing this? What is my purpose? And when I really dive into that, mostly it's just because I've really stepped into this phase of my life where I realize life is short. In relative terms, I'm going to be dead soon. And I've spent a significant amount of my life waiting for permission or being scared or not really going for things that I want to do or that seem interesting to me. And I just have had a huge awakening this year. It's It's been one of the most transformational years of my life. And I'm just kind of done not doing things when I feel like doing things. One of my guiding principles for about the last eight or nine years has been this idea of going for your dreams. I know that term gets used so much it almost doesn't have any meaning anymore. I mean, what does that really mean to dream about something but I think that we collectively kind of un have an understanding of what going for dreams means. And there is just so much packed into that, so much packed into what's been going on in my life. And I just want to start talking about it and putting it out there, putting my journey out there, talking about my journey as a stand-up comedian who, you know, again, there's there's plenty of stand-up comedians, so why am I doing stand-up comedy when there's already tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people out there doing stand-up comedy, and there are plenty of stand-up comedians who are funnier and more successful and have bigger followings and influence than I do, so why am I even doing that? So we'll dive into all of that a lot more as I start to just communicate my journey and my thoughts and feelings on being a uh, stand-up comedian, an actor, an improviser, and now a podcaster. One episode, I uh, heard some stat. You'll have to fact check me on it about what the exact numbers are, but it's something like 90%, let's just say, of all podcasts don't get past one episode, which means... They film an episode and don't release it, which is really funny because earlier this year, I started another podcast uh, with a, a friend of mine who's incredible. And, you know, we filmed maybe about three episodes and, you know, we started to kind of talk about editing and formatting and all of that stuff. And then it just kind of fizzled out. And so those episodes were never actually officially released, although I thought they were really interesting. That podcast dealt exclusively with going for dreams. Uh, we were going to call it the Millions, Million Dreams podcast. So taking that sort of philosophy, that concept, but now just tying it more closely to my journey as a stand-up comedian and an actor, I currently live in Phoenix, Arizona. I lived in Los Angeles for a while and had some incredible experiences out there, and I'm having incredible experiences here in Arizona. I've been cast in a couple of commercials recently. Some of them are airing, and one which I can't talk about should be airing here pretty soon. I booked a handful of commercials in California. Never really got any sort of bookings on the 
television movie side, um, which was always a big dream of mine, which was to end up on a sitcom, which I think is probably most comedians dream. Uh, I still have that dream, still pursuing that and pursuing uh, my stand-up comedy career, my acting career just now here in Arizona. So, anyway, statistically, what what did I say? Like 90% of uh, podcasts don't make it past one episode, and then it's something like 95% don't get past, I think, five episodes, and then it's something like 99% don't get past 21 episodes. So I do have a minimum goal, which is to get 21 episodes of the Paul Green Comedy podcast out into the world. I have no plan. I have no strategy. I have no guidelines. I don't know how long I'm going to talk. I don't know how short I'm going to talk. I don't know what to do with this blue background. Am I going to crop it out or just talk in front of a blue screen for everybody? I started working on designing sort of like a logo thing. I don't know. And I'm kind of doing this backwards. I think so often everything that I've ever learned about doing something is, you know, you got to sit down and you got to map it out and you got to have your plan and you got to have your strategy and your content distribution strategy and your marketing strategy and, uh, you know, line up all of your guests and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just going, yeah, I'm not going to do any of that. I am just going to move forward. I'm going to do it. It's not going to be perfect. It's it's probably not even going to be good. And I'll just figure things out as I go. And anybody out there who feels like listening to me talk and maybe gets some inspiration from it or maybe some discouragement from it, (laughs) yee, I am happy to just share my experience. It's very vulnerable just to sit there and talk about yourself. And But the more that I've learned about the business that I am, that's really the business that I am in as a comedian and as a performer and artist is to be vulnerable, put myself out there and realize I'm not going to be for everybody. I may not even be for most people, but there may be a couple people out there who, for whatever reason, resonate with what's going on with me. My ultimate, ultimate goal underneath all of my vain ambitions, which I have every vain ambition that I think any comedian has, the wealth and the fame and blowing up and touring and movie deals and TV deals and all of that stuff, I have all that vanity, but underneath all of that, what dri- what drives me is the thrill I get connecting emotionally with an audience and bringing joy. And no matter what I'm talking about on stage, even if it's dark, I have a whole routine about talking about how I called the suicide hotline, which was a very real experience. I was at that point in my life. And I talk about it because my hope in my little pea brain, my little bald head, is that maybe there's somebody else out there struggling or maybe feels embarrassed that that's where they're at and maybe aren't in a position to call the suicide hotline. Maybe they see my joke and maybe they go like, oh, well, if this guy called them, maybe I can call them and maybe that's okay. Maybe... Maybe it's okay that life isn't going well or isn't going perfectly or maybe is going very, very poorly. And 
I'll be very frank. I feel like I've been given one of the most incredible blessed lives. I know that may sound cliche. Blessed. Hashtag. Not trying to be trendy. I am just very grateful for my life. And even as grateful as I am and the incredible opportunities and the experiences I've had in life, even I have gotten to certain places of darkness where I have wondered if it's uh, worth it all just to keep stuck to this globe through gravity and just keep living it, um, you know, for no other reason than you're, you, you just kind of do. And yet I'm also incredibly ambitious and hopeful and have big dreams and big goals and have to live every single day in that, in that, uh, uh, conflict. I don't know if it's a conflict. I don't know what to call it, but there's my reality today. There is what is actually true of my life today. And then there's also what I am hoping will be my truth sometime in the future and trying to navigate that chasm, what feels like a chasm. And also recognizing that Happiness is never to be found, at least in my experience, in the next thing. And I am fully aware of the trap of going, well, once I get this thing, once I get this much money, once I get this level of fame, once I get this relationship, once I get this house, once I get this car, once that happens, then happiness will be the result forever. I at least have enough horse sense to know that that's not really how the world works. And... So even though I have these dreams and these ambitions, I very much have spent a significant amount of effort and therapy of learning how to be absolutely 100% happy and grateful and content with right now, no matter what is going on in my life, that if I am not happy right now, or if I can't learn how to be happy in the right now, and I don't mean oh, I just got in a car wreck. Yay! You know, th things happen. You stub your toe. You know, you get a parking ticket. I'm, I'm being kind of trite with the types of things that can go wrong. And yes, also much worse than that. And so I, I'm not saying that I anticipate that my life will achieve a level of transcendence and stoicism that I will never experience a negative emotion. But... I am aware that just in terms of general default appreciation and gratitude for life, that that absolutely, for me, is a choice independent of where I'm at with any sort of measurable or unmeasurable uh, status symbol or uh, level of fame, wealth, fortune, capacity, resource. So that's where I'm at in this game called life. I am a, uh, again, a stand-up comedian. I've been in the stand-up comedy game for about seven, eight years. I've had some great experiences. I did improv comedy and do improv comedy. So that's how I got my start in about 2008. So I've been in the comedic performance slash acting slash entertainment game 
in some capacity or another. I'm also a musician. I've played in cover bands, that sort of stuff. Uh, I've been a musician my whole life. So that even extends my uh, entertainment career to many more years than just when I started doing comedy. But if we just focus in on the comedy, acting, and performance, that really started for me in about 2008 when I started performing with an improv troupe, which is now in Mesa, Arizona, called The Jesters. And I still perform with them to this day. Matter of fact, I have a performance with them tonight. I will... Uh, get done with this podcast and go do that performance. So that's where I'm at. I am not famous. I don't have a huge following. Uh, it's the, the, the struggle at this stage is very much real in terms of trying to get gigs, trying to get paid, trying to get an audience to shows, trying to get anybody to care about you because it is such a saturated industry. And there are so many talented, incredible comedians and performers who I've met over the years. And it's mind-boggling to me who gets famous, who doesn't, who blows up, who doesn't blow up. I don't understand how any of that works, why that happens, why it doesn't. If there was a formula, I think, then it would probably happen for more people. So I don't know what the formula is. And I also don't care anymore. I'm really just at the point to where I, I have felt called and compelled from whatever God up there or whatever universe or what it, whatever influence compels individuals into certain courses of action that seem wildly impractical. There is nothing practical about what I'm doing. It makes no sense why at this stage in my life, why I'm still dedicating and sacrificing so much just for the opportunity to share comedy with an audience that if I didn't exist, they, they wouldn't, they would be fine. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality. Any show I've ever done, if I wasn't there, there's, there's another hundred or another thousand comics who could just step in and and entertain an audience so it is fascinating but i'll tell you every time i've thought about quitting which has been many times or any time i even have said to myself yeah i'm kind of done with this i just kind of have my uh my uh robert de niro uh godfather moment of every time i think i'm out something cuts put my right back in wait that's not de niro that's um the other one Anyway, I said the other one. That's Pacino, right? So here I am, and now I'm doing a podcast, which nobody needs, but I'm doing it anyway. And if what I'm saying resonates to anybody, that's what I'm about. Going for your dreams, doing the things that are that call to you, even though they don't make sense. Maybe they don't seem practical. And who knows even if they'll be, quote-unquote, successful. I... I'm really more and more just attaching my expectation to any sort of outcome of success because that that metric seems so arbitrary to me now and so intangible that I'm just going, well, maybe something happens, maybe it doesn't. But in the meantime, I feel like doing a podcast and just talking about what's going on. So that's what I'm going to do. And it's not going to be perfect. I don't. I, I don't even know what to do with I, I'm sitting in front of a blue screen I, I don't have a background I don't have scenery I don't have I don't have a logo 
I have social media channels, this microphone, which I bought 10 years ago. It was my microphone for this cover band that I performed in, and it actually worked pretty good for this podcast. I'm plugging it directly into my cell phone, you know, and here we are. It's what I'm doing. So this has been episode one. I think that's enough for episode one. So what we did about 16 minutes. I don't know. Is that a good length? Who knows? I know Joe Rogan talks for three hours. I'm not going to talk for three hours. I think that's too long for me, at least from where I'm at. Although I would love to be on Joe Rogan's podcast and talk to him for three years. Or three hours. Who knows? Maybe maybe that's another goal. Maybe that's another dream. Another ambition. Dream big, right? So that's what I'm doing. I'm out here. I'm dreaming big. I'm going for stuff. I'm doing things. I'm performing comedy. I'm acting. I am improvising. I'm podcasting and just seeing what happens and enjoying the journey and being excited about whatever happens or whatever doesn't happen. And here we go. The end of the day, I'm happy right now and I'm grateful for right now and I feel fulfilled right now. And so what else could happen? Who knows? Let's find out. So anyway, Paul Green and the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, Episode 1.